Welcome to the Um Yeah Sports Podcast with John and Chris, where it's unapologetically just about the sports. We're glad you joined us. Let's jump right in. It is the July 22nd episode of the Um Yeah Sports Podcast. It is your Friday edition for the week. I'm Chris, and with me, as always, is John. Hey, listeners, thank you for tuning in. If you haven't done so already, please do subscribe to the podcast by hitting that subscribe button. That lets us know you're out there. It gets you the latest episodes as soon as they are available. And also, your podcast app has this great feature where you can share a show, share a podcast with your friends and family. If you've got others out there that love sports as much as you do, big fans out there, please send them the podcast so that they know about it and that they can uh, jump on the Um Yeah Sports train right alongside with you. Uh, and if you're, if, you're, uh, if you're one of those that likes to keep up to date throughout the day with what's going on within the sports world, we offer you umyasports.com. That's www.umyasports.com. And that's a place where you can go every day and get your sports news and information. We curate it from all around the inner tubes. Uh, we hit the socials. We hit the webs. Uh, a lot of local stuff. We bring it all to you so that you don't have to go find it all from all over the place. You also don't have to go to those big corporate website uh, sports sites that may have stuff on there that you don't want to see. Uh, we do all of that for you for free. No ads, no charge. Go check it out. Also, we're over on Twitter at Um yeah Sports. That's where you can engage with us in conversation. Uh, so please do follow us over there and uh, jump into the uh, into the fray. We would love to hear from you. John, how are you, man? Doing well. How are you? I am well. It's Friday. You know I like Fridays. Indeed. Because that means the weekend's coming. <laughs> yes. And uh, like I said, it's July 22nd, which that means that training camps are uh, like getting underway. Oh, Rookies have reported and we've got we've got football things happening in the NFL. Yeah. That's pretty cool. 13 uh, days from yep. the Hall of Fame game. That's right. We are 13 days away from our 22 Hall of Fame game. Who, who's playing? Up it's there the, in uh, Canton, Raiders and the Jaguars. Which the, I'm excited about the Jaguars just because I want to see what the you know the first yeah. pick looks like and the guys that they see what the in. see what the post Urban Meyer era looks like over Indeed, there. The the Doug Peterson era. Yeah. So that'd be interesting. Okay. Well, uh, I'm I I just like that there's some level of football. You know. Indeed. Yeah. It'll be the it's like the preseason of preseason that right. Hall of Fame it's, game. It's the so, kickoff. So it's like you know it's kind of like you know. It's like a week before. Preseason, so yeah, it's, yeah, it's the hype. Yeah, get, get past the. It's an the extra game camp. though for those teams, right? Don't they end up playing well, an like, extra game, or does that? Is that no, no, no. It's I, I think. Well, yeah, I thought I think they it used might to. Be. They used no. to end up playing a fit, like they used to end up playing an extra game. I thought. I thought that was what. Let me. I, All right, that's fine. To find it. Yeah, it doesn't matter. But yeah, it's it's fun to have football back. It is indeed. It is. So we've got some moves happening in the. Uh, in the old NFL, and actually, like uh, looking at my show sheet here, I'm surprised that you did not bring up one of those moves. You brought up the team, but not the not the player that I would have expected. Uh, so let's start with the Bucks. So Gronk isn't Gronk isn't in the house this year. That's what he's telling us, and he ain't coming out of retirement, no matter how many times Tom calls him up and says, "Hey, Rob, I need you. I need you out here." He's not coming. That's we'll what see he says. How long that lasts. Yeah, we'll see. His his fiance, I guess, is a little skeptical, but uh, but we'll see what happens there. So in the meantime, the Bucks have signed uh, former Minnesota Viking, and I think he was with the Giants also, Kyle Rudolph. Yeah, he just got signed. That's an interesting move. Uh, just real quick, I looked it up. The Raiders have yeah. four games. Okay, so, so they do get an extra game. They have an extra game. You got it. Um, but um, yeah, it's going to be interesting because um, they 
drafted like two or three uh, tight ends. They've already have a couple tight ends on their roster. Now they sign another one. Yeah. So that's a little overboard on the tight end department. If they you probably ask didn't me. feel like they had enough veteran hands. In exactly. The tight end probably to try to because I mean they'll probably they'll end up cutting some of these tight ends. They're not going to have all of them. No. Uh, but it will be interesting to see kind of how long Rudolph lasts. I like Rudolph because I think he's like Cameron Brait's a good tight end, but he's not the type like he's more like. He doesn't. He's more like a kind of a wide receiver type because he's okay. not like a bigger tight end. So is Rudolph more of a blocker? A more of like a. I think he's more of a blocker, but he's also. I feel like he Gronk likes like, blocking. I think he's kind of in the same vein as Gronkowski. If yeah. You know what I mean? Like as far as the catching ability and the, uh, it just feels like he's one of those better tight ends that's going to be a more reliable target for yeah. Tom Brady, and I think that's why they went out and got him. Uh, so that's that's I think is a good move for Tampa. I think that's going to be a move that's going to help him in the long run, especially just have like, uh, you know, a guy that can try to help replace Gronkowski that's what I first thought of when when you know when it, when it happened is this is the type of player that kind of like you know falls into the same vein but I'm excited to see which of these tight ends they keep which ones are they going to move on from which ones they're going to you know move forward with because that's that's going to be what's really going to be interesting and going to decide what this Tampa team is going to look like but as far as the Gronkowski conversation of um you know is he going to come back or is he going to stay on or uh, retired I think that really depends on when Tom Brady calls. Like, if he calls and, you know, Tampa's really high and they're, like, right on the edge of going to the playoffs, kind of like a Marshall Lynch situation where Seattle called him right during the playoffs and asked if he can come back to help him, you know, get things going or whatever. A, a situation like that might be a case where Gronkowski, I mean, it would be kind of dumb not to say yes to try to help him with the playoff run, put something together. So do I completely rule out that he will never come back? No, but at this point, I don't think he wants to play the full regular season slate of games. I don't want to think he wants to do the you know training camp. I don't think he wants to do all that with the the, the toll. And it seems like Tom or this uh, Tampa team is also moving in that similar direction by signing another veteran guy. Uh, plus, Cameron Brate's already on the roster. So now they got two. Those two guys put together would be a good, I think, um, uh, duo of, of, of tight ends but I also think some of the other guys they've drafted are also going to be really good tight ends so that's something that's going to be fun to watch in preseason that battle to kind of see which tight ends are going to make it which tight ends are, are worthwhile uh, and that makes it fun for you know fantasy and all that but I think at this point it's going to be one of those things where uh, Tampa is it's going to help decide what this team is going to look like especially with uh uh, Godwin being injured still with, I think it was an ACL injury he's still recovering from that uh, and then you got Mike Evans and Russell Gage but having tight ends have always been a big part yep. of this Tom Brady era Tampa team yep. so having you know a strong uh, tight end in a good position there is going to be helpful yep. but the thing I noticed is he said he's going to be number eight uh, I thought a def- I thought their defense end was number eight no the, idea the second year guy so I don't know what happened with that I'll have yeah. to look into that but okay. it'll be interesting all right very good they they I think I think that's a great pickup for them. Oh, yeah, um, so the Cardinals have been making some moves. So they went out and signed the USFL's Birmingham Stallions wide receiver Victor Bolden Jr. to a deal. Now he actually does have some experience in the NFL. It looks like he played for Detroit and San Francisco at least in some capacity. Um, but coming off of his MVP status in the USFL. Uh, he was able to go secure a spot in the NFL. Love to see players moving from the USFL to the NFL. That's pretty cool. Um, Cardinals also signed Kyler Murray. I can't stand that. I know. uh, You didn't bring it up. I forgot about that because I think I blocked it out. Yeah, okay. Um, 
I can, yeah. Let's just focus on the good news first. Uh, the the uh, Victor Bolden signing pickup. Uh, he was the MVP of the championship game uh, for the the uh, for this team. Really, the best player. At, um, throughout the entire USFL, I I've been enjoying because on if you follow me on Twitter, you notice that I've been posting a ton of USFL players getting signed by you know different NFL teams. Yeah. One of them being the Raiders. The Raiders signed two players. Um, the Chargers signed a linebacker uh, today. So there's ton, and then the 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 um the Packers just signed a tight end. So there's tons of players going on the move. And I think that's really the best things about these XFL and the USFL is the ability, the pipeline that that creates. Uh, even some Pittsburgh Molar players are, are going to the, the NFL, which is kind of surprising because that team wasn't very great. But as far as the Victor Bolden trade, I think that's one of the best pickups I've seen out of coming from the USFL over. I'm surprised more teams weren't in the running form. I didn't even know it was available, but it, it, like there's tons of teams that could use them. I'm talking the Packers could have used him. I, I mean, obviously, the NFL is a little bit of a different animal than the USFL. It's just the talent level and the coaching, everything like that. However, the guy is one of those players that can turn a short game into a large game, or he can do a 50-yard go route and catch the ball. And you know, if he's if it's thrown properly to him, can have a great completion. That is why I love it and hate it. Uh, and this is what ties into Kyler Murray. I don't trust Kyler Murray's ability to get it to him deep downfield. There's been times when Kyler Murray just backs up and fires, and yes, he's been, they're able to catch it, but Victor Bolden's not that tall of a guy, if I remember correctly. When I was watching him, he did not look that tall. I have to look up his height. But I just feel like at this point, I think that that pickup is tremendous. If he had, they had the right quarterback, I'd love it even more. Uh, but the, as far as the signing with Kyler Murray is concerned... I think he's like the second highest paid quarterback year to year, I think, uh, behind – I have to look up the stats. But it's they were paid him ridiculous sums of money, money that I don't think he's particularly worth because of the fact that uh, I personally think that this uh, Cardinals team is hammied by him, hamstrung by him a little bit. I think that if they were had a player like Jimmy Garoppolo, if they had a player – uh, I'm just thinking about all the quarterback, like Lamar Jackson, just one of those players, or even a Justin Herbert, uh, that these types of players that have the ability to run, but are choosing to pass first, as opposed to uh, wanting to run first. Yeah, I-, I feel like they would be so good because of the talent level that they have already. It's not like they are untalented, but at this point, the signing it, it just it's a little over overdone in my opinion. Yes. Kyler Murray is not going to stick around if, if you know if they didn't pay him the the money. But in my opinion, if I was GMing this team, uh, I would have probably talked to the owner and been like, "We, I think we should move on." Because I just think if you look at it, they got embarrassed by the Rams in the playoffs. They were the hottest team at the beginning of the season, but then I'm like, "Oh, it's a five-year, two hundred thirty million dollar deal, second most among quarterbacks, one hundred sixty million guaranteed." Um, and so I, I mean, we were talking about like, I, I feel like if they, if this was a situation where, um, if this was a situation where, or like, I mean, the, uh, the Cardinals were at the beginning of the season, one of the hottest teams and all of a sudden they've dropped off because they figured out how to beat them. And the secret is just contain 
Kyler Murray. It's like playing Madden and you just play that cover one or one deep look and you have the container of the quarterback and it stops every single player that likes to run outside the pocket and they can't get anywhere. I love to run that play. That's basically what teams just have to do and they stop Kyler Murray and he backs up 20 yards and decides to launch it. If he can become a pocket passer and doesn't try to leave the pocket immediately as soon as things start to close in around him a little bit, he could turn into a quarterback where we're saying actually there's actually probably more to Kyler Murray than me. So yeah, there's actually probably something here for the long run. But at this point, I just feel like there's, I, I don't like the deal. I think it's unless Kyler Murray can prove that he can change and he can be a pocket quarterback, which every quarterback man has to learn to do, has to learn the secret of just, you know, playing in the pocket and being okay with that situation where you're not going to be able to run and make every play with your legs and you're, going to have to work things out through the air as soon as that happens then he'll be worth his money but as long as he's the type of quarterback that just wants to scramble back there and try to make the play make the hero play backyard football only works for so long until you have to learn to play in the nfl and at this point i feel like Kyler murray has a little bit of a long trajectory to get to that point um i'm surprised they paid him so much money it's not like he's a Patrick mahomes where he's worth a, a big ridiculous sum of money because he's actually been to the super bowl won the super bowl uh, and played well and is consistently winning football games. Kyler is not consistently winning football games, and he's not consistently winning playoff games and hasn't made it to the Super Bowl at this point, and yet just got a huge contract deal. So yeah. in a lot of ways, I hate it, but the Victor Bolden thing, I absolutely love. Okay. All right, well, before we head out for uh, for the weekend, we're going to keep this episode exclusively to the NFL, if that's okay with you. Sounds awesome. I would love for you to give me your perspective on the top five best alternate uniforms or throwback uniforms set to uh, debut this year. And I know on Twitter, I weighed in that, you know, I, I like it when the uh, the the orange sickle <laughs> uniforms come out, and a very good Buccaneers team puts that puts that uniform on. Reason being, because as a kid, I grew up with those uniforms being associated with nothing but losing, <laughs> and so it's very cool to see that uniform come out in all of its corny glory, and uh, and win football games. I like that. Yeah, indeed. Uh, if you know, there's been a lot of interesting adoptions of this alternate uniform rule most of them just taking the colors and turning them black uh, is something uh, the eagles did it the panthers have done it a lot of teams are just doing it but if i had to choose one of them that i'm very excited this is five i'm excited about the cowboys bringing back their their throwback uniforms for thanksgiving i think okay. that'd be fun just the I white helmet with that blue non-outline star yeah i think that's it's not just the helmet but they're actually doing the uniform as well so very that's good. one of the the, one of the more interesting ones. I really like that one. Um, I like the Houston uh, Texans battle red helmet. Uh, I think that's pretty cool. I think that's a nice little touch. I think it looks good. It, it, it strays from the blue that we're just accustomed to seeing. I, I think that's going to look nice. I don't. One thing I don't like about all this is I don't like how there are, most of these are only going to be worn for a, like a, just a game. I would like to see them a little bit more. But that's number three. Um, number four has to be, or no, I'm sorry. That was number four. Number three has to be the Atlanta Falcons one. They added the red, they added the throwback Falcon logo. That's kind of weird in my opinion, but I still really like the color scheme that they chose. I like the color red that they chose. So that has to be number, you know, three, number two. I, I think I have to go with, uh, Tampa, or, uh, with, uh, the, the, um, Patriots and their, uh, throwback uniform where, uh, the, um, the Patriot logo on the side, the, the actual Patriot player, the red, uh, white, and blue logo. I, I like that uniform. And then number one, I think it's going to be something that most people agree with. Um, 
and I also like the Panthers one, but that would have to be number six. But anyway, uh, number one would have to be the uh, the the uh, Cincinnati Bengals all white uniform with the white helmet with the black stripes. I think that looks nice. Uh, I like that it's kind of unique and a little bit different. Most people were expecting them to do that. Everyone was hoping that they would do that, and then they actually did it, which makes it very fun. And I think it looks going to look good with the all-white uniforms. And one of the best parts about it is it's one of the only uniforms that they will be wearing it more than one time this season, which gives it another leg up on all the rest of them. But that has to be my favorite. Okay, there we go. All right, well, thanks for hanging. A little bit of a shorter episode. Appreciate you. Appreciate you fans uh, for listening. Um, not fans of us, but fans of teams. Yes, sir. Uh, we would love to hear about uh, your team and uh, and what you think about them over there on Twitter. So please hit us up over there. Otherwise, uh, please do subscribe to the podcast, and uh, we'll catch you on Monday. Have a good weekend. See you. See ya. God bless.